I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And Erio's production. Hi, Jen. I feel so passionate about Brittany because although I'm only 24, so I was really young when she was like reaching her prime, like really starting out. I have two older sisters who are my half siblings. They're eight and 12 years older than me. So when Brittany was like, you know, first starting out, like this is how I first started bonding with my sisters. Like I found a way to connect with them. And it was through Brittany and like her majesty and just like, she's just so amazing and I just felt like it was the first time that I was able to use media as a way to connect with people that I didn't completely understand and who didn't completely understand me but I just have so many positive memories like dancing to Brittany in front of the mirror with my older sisters and I'm just so grateful to her for, for cultivating that experience for me and I just want to send this love for her out into the world and I know that you'll understand especially as a person who like love thinking about Brittany and singing with along with her like with your sister and so we hope you have a great rest of your day and thanks for creating a space for us Brittany lovers um love you <laughs> bye hello everyone hello I love hearing the origin stories of Britney fans and how they were introduced to Britney. And I'm just loving all these messages on the hotline when it comes to this kind of thing. And what I am hearing, a lot of similar stories are that older siblings introduced Britney to their younger siblings. And I just want to say hats off to all of those older siblings doing, uh, doing the Lord's work. Good work, guys. Good work. Today on the show, I have a very special guest. His name is Jesse. And Jesse has been a listener of the podcast from day one. And he is a TikToker. Uh, That's right. Guys, I'm such an old lady. I've found out, though, many people have come to me and they said, enough is enough. Jen, it's time to get on TikTok. And the reason being is that you will be able to connect with so many other Britney fans. And so I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm going to do this. So Jesse is helping me get into TikTok. He TikToked about the show and uh, and I was just totally charmed by him. He does another thing on TikTok that I love and it is his reviews of soft choreo. And so he rates the choreography of many pop stars uh, and he refers to it as soft choreo and I really enjoy it. So if you want, you can check out Jesse on TikTok and Instagram. His name is Shambreezy on Insta and that is C-H-A-M-B-R-E-E-Z-E-Y. So check Jesse out. We have to support each other. You know, we've found our people. So it's time we stick together. Jesse loves Britney facts, and here are a few he shared with me 
that really blew my mind. And that is the only Grammy that Britney has won was for Toxic in 2005 for Best Dance Recording. Now, here's something. Britney was nominated 17 times for a VMA. She lost 17 times, but then she came out victorious in 2008 for Piece of Me, which won in three categories. It won for, uh, let's see, Best Female Video, Best Pop Video, and Video of the Year. Now, you might be thinking, did we just give Britney those awards as a way to say, Britney, we're wrapping our loving arms around you. You had a hell of a year. We believe in you. We love you. Please come back to us. Maybe, however, I reviewed the video and there's a lot of great stuff in here. I think it's a real departure from the early years of Britney, from baby Britney, and We're seeing her kind of more relaxed. There's great choreo, especially in the bridge of that song in the video. She's in a bathroom dancing with girlfriends. It's a lot of like Paris Hilton lookalikes, which I think is, you know, kind of a nod to the party days with Paris. I also wonder when that video was actually filmed and it might have been during still in the tough time. And you can kind of see it And it's captured in a way that I really appreciate. And I'm not to to say that we're capturing a bad moment in someone's life, but it's really vulnerable. And I think that's beautiful. And she also is throwing her her, uh, hair up in a bun. And it's in the way that Brittany wears her hair in a bun, even still now in present day. In her Vegas show that I went to see twice, Britney would throw her hair up in the middle of the show, just like get a hair tie that was like around her wrist, which we've all been there. You know, we've all been that girl that walks out of the house with a hair tie around her wrist when we're headed out to a nice event and you go, oh shit, I still have the hair tie on my wrist. You know, we've all been there. We've all experienced that. But Britney doesn't seem to care. She'd be up on that stage doing a huge show in Vegas. She'd just have a little hair tie around her wrist and then she'd throw her hair up and then she'd, you know, when you like pull the the bun apart and so you squeeze it to tighten it, that's Britney's move. And it would always feel so casual to me. And I'm like, I don't know. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Like, because I, I need showmanship, but I'm also like, let Britney be Britney. And it's kind of like a fun quirk. It kind of, you know, made me miss sleepovers from when I was a kid you know like we're all gonna learn a dance now let's throw our hair up okay one more time you know that kind of a thing so we see the Britney bun kind of emerge from this video uh and like I said I think we're seeing a vulnerable side of Britney kind of you know still in that partying everybody needs to fuck off kind of stage and I like that I have a lot of respect for that Um, so I just thought those were some interesting facts that Jesse shared with me and I wanted to share them all with you. So without further ado, guys, let's do it. Here's my conversation with Jesse. Now, would you mind me asking how old you are? And I want it, and I want you to know that I'm asking this because you're a TikToker. I'm about to sound a hundred years old, and I'm okay with that. But you are a TikToker, and also you are a Britney fan. And I have a feeling that you are much younger than me. And I just want to talk to you about your age in relation to Britney and TikTok and all of that. Yeah, no, I, I'm so ready for this. Um, and I think that you called me a youth on your Instagram story because my um, video got shared and that's fine. I will take it. Um, I'm actually 29. So, but I feel always sort of in between generations because my siblings are all older than me. My oldest brother is uh, turning 41 this week. And then I, I used to, I don't anymore, but I worked in education for five years. And so I was working with college students who were younger than me. 
um, and, and even some high school students whenever I was in a certain role at a university. And so I felt, I feel like, not like I'm hip or anything, but I feel like I know what people who are like younger than me are interested in and what they talk about. But I also had my siblings who just influenced so much of my musical taste and everything, all the media that I consumed, you know, earliest memories of being like a four-year-old and hearing Mariah Carey on the radio in the back of my mom's Jeep, that type of thing, because, you know, my siblings were listening to it. So I've always kind of been very aware of pop music and rock music at a young age and then have kind of held on to that. I feel older than I am and also younger than I am. I love that. And what is your relationship with Brittany been like? And, you know, there's this like natural attraction of, of like, you know, gay men to pop star women, right? Like powerful women. Um, so I was immediately enamored. I didn't have knowledge of her on the Mickey Mouse Club as much because I was too young. But the first single, Baby One More Time, you know, it's 1998. I'm a, I'm an elementary student and I just see this. It was like, it was like an older kid in high school that was like cooler than you, right? That was how my relationship with her started. And then it just like all of the infatuation from the start. Um, and then I would say it evolved because I kind of like, I, I call it my Britney break. Whenever I was in high school was her 2007, 2008 time. And um, that was in conjunction with some things going on with my family. And so I feel like I just was a little detached from everything around that time. And so I detached from Brittany and I didn't really have like a blackout appreciation. Um, and then whenever I was in college, um, you know, I, I listened. Also, the music landscape was changing too. Like we, we didn't get CDs as much. And I didn't really, I, I was like, I loved having the physical CD. I still get some CDs. And so I, I didn't have all of, you know, the grip on how to consume music as much. And then um, Femme Fatale came out and, you know, Cir Circus had already been out. And then I was like reacquainting myself with Britney. And then my appreciation just skyrocketed even, skyrocketed even more. Um, so then I was just like more so than I already was, even though I kept up the whole time for the most part, I was just like sold out and have never looked back. And when you came out do you have any memory of like when you like found your people and the like common love for all of these like icons like Britney Spears like Lady Gaga and that piece of it yeah so it was a little bit of a, a slow burn for me in terms of that because um, I'm actually originally from small town Arkansas like a place with 2,000 people is the population like very small um, I don't know. I think you watched the Golden Globes and there was a movie, uh, Minari, about the Korean family who um, like went to Ar like moved to Arkansas. And it's about my hometown, <laughs> which has never gotten any sort of national attention. And they won a Golden Globe. Whoa, yeah. no way. They, oh, my gosh. Wow. That's yeah. wild. That's like that yeah. is where you're from. Yeah, like little tiny place. And so I always felt like my pop culture appreciation was on a level separate from some of my classmates, even if they, you know, were fans and listened to the music. So it really took me until adulthood to find those people, even though my coming out was kind of a gradual process as well. Now, I think the internet has helped a lot with that to find people who are um, as, you know, Britney crazed as I am. But it, I, I've it really happened in adulthood. Like I have this great friend um, named John and, and he was a person I talked about and a friend named Cameron. Um, and they're people that I, you know, kind of like sparingly collected over the years. But now I feel like I have like a community of people because of like TikTok and, and other social media. Yeah, it's interesting how social media does bring people together in this really unique way where it feels like, um, you know, Maria, my producer, said to me, and this was a few years ago, and it just blew my mind because I was like, I haven't found my people yet. Like, people who loved Britney and who loved NSYNC and just all that whole moment. And Maria said, they are out there because Maria is also a fan. And she was like, I went to those concerts. 
where are all those people? Like the, there were people there. Yeah. We weren't alone. They're, they're out there. And it is true. And yeah. now with, with having social media, it's just like you can get access to those people just so easily, so quickly. I mean, we're, yeah. Jesse, we're sitting here having a conversation. You're 10, year, <laughs> you're 10 years younger than me. We both love Britney Spears. And it is because of TikTok. And a podcast. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's really uh, a beautiful thing. I think it's like the, the beautiful yeah. part of all of this insanity. And, and I'm curious too, I want to know just because we are in a little bit of a different age group and you're more, you're closer to my siblings age. Like, when did you hit that, that, uh, I guess that marker of like, oh, I'm still into some of these things and my friends have, you know, moved on. Um, because you know, that beginning, like few years of the teen pop craze was wild and everybody, you couldn't escape it. Right. And then there's the people who kind of like stuck with certain people and groups. Like when was your turning point? I'm just so curious. Well, in high school, it was very much alive and well. Now, not everyone in my high school was, was really down with Britney Spears. My, my best friend, Megan, kind of, she was into it, but she also, (laughs) when I look back, I think that she was, you know, amused by my enthusiasm for it. And she was just like, Jen loves it. Let's go. We're going to have a great time and go to all the concerts and just go and have a great time. Um, whereas our, other friend Nikki would make fun of it all. She was just like, they, you know, they're corny, you know, and she was much more into Dave Matthews band. But I also went to a, I went to a Catholic high school that was in the inner city of Albany, New York. So, so I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Like it felt very much accepted, but it did feel like I was slightly different at times. Yeah. But then when I went to college, I had a rude awakening. I went to Emerson college and it's a, an art school and I got there and see, I have an older sister. She's three years older than me. She went to uh, a small college in upstate New York called Siena college and at her college, Everyone loved all the boy bands, loved Britney Spears. When they would go out to bars, they were wearing tube tops. They were getting, you know, not even spray tans. They were getting like going in the beds and like getting tan. They were, you know, like wearing glitter and, you know, wearing the big chunky Steve Madden's, you know, so that was their whole vibe. So when I packed for college, I was ready. Like I had my pleather pants ready, my tube tops. And I was like, this is, going to be great. And then I got there and I'm hanging out my Britney posters and I just like could hear the whispers and I suddenly realized that I was I was a lone wolf and uh and that people were kind of making fun of me and also I became known as the Britney Spears girl and I was like there are two ways I could go. You know, I could take down the posters And, you know, this could be something that I do in my own time, or I could just let it be there and like, let it be a part of me. And I fully embraced being Britney Spears girl. And I just went with it. And Emerson College is a weird place anyways. So it worked out well for me and it found like a couple of people also, I mean, that was my first experience of being around a community of people who were out and, you know, going to, in October, we had Dragtoberfest. Um, and I remember seeing, you know, our friend Freddie Franklin performing in drag. And I was just like, I'd never seen anything like it. It was just like my jaw was to the floor. And I was like, I have found heaven. Like, this is amazing. So it was an that was kind of like an interesting time, but I definitely fell out of it. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, Britney Spears, 2008, that's when that, that's what was the first year of her conservatorship and thinking about where I was in 2008. And not that I fell out with her because there was so much going on and I was like reading all the tabloid magazines and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say for sure during Femme Fatale, we we were on a break. We were on a friend break. Like it wasn't, I didn't connect with any of the music. 
I've just yeah. recently reconnected with that album and I'm like, let me revisit this. Let me give this a shot. And I'm like, there's so many songs in there I love. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but the only memory I have is during that time is laying on my couch and listening to, I think this was from Femme Fatale, the I Want to Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was used for a Bravo summer promo. Yeah. And it was like that's all triggering something like all, it was like all the Bravo celebrities and I was like, "Oh, that's so fun. They're using a Britney song even though Britney's not like super cool anymore." And re- and I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm holding on to my I'm clutching my my pearls right now. I can't believe I'm even saying that, but Britney, I feel like that's when we were on a break for sure. Yeah. It's funny too though because that period of time I think is really interesting for her career but that's whenever she started she like had a reinvigorated chart success though I'm kind of like a a, a chart nerd a little bit in terms of billboard charts and that was like a really commercially successful time for her uh, even though you know she wasn't at her quote prime that's what's really fascinating to me because I can't help I can't help but think about her career in like semesters if we're talking about school right we have fall semester prime and then spring semester is like now and she like got snubbed for a lot of awards in her prime you know Grammys and you know some her like singles themselves were not chart successes all the time and so that's always super fascinating to me. And that's me getting into all this like granular nerd stuff that I think about. And I like at night, I'm like reading Wikipedia and seeing where, you know, all the charts are. And um, so, you know, those are the things that I'm considering here from this conversation. This is great because I don't know any of that. Like that, that's, that's yeah. where all of my, my blank spaces are when it comes to Brittany. So this is very helpful. Mm, well, uh, well, just one more, like one bit about that, um, because, you know, the record labels would want to sell full albums. They would um, not do, sometimes they wouldn't do like physical releases of singles because they wanted people to buy the full album because they could get eighteen ninety nine out of them instead of the $1.97 or whatever the CD single was. And back the Billboard charts' rules were different back then for what would cons- what would uh, allow a song to chart. And so commercial, like the physical sales and physical release was really important for a single to do well. Otherwise, it would just have to chart on radio play. And that was even after they changed the rules about that too. So they, they, they have all these different rules that they've changed. And it's like a really, it's this very like ridiculous formula to be able to get on the charts. I'm falling in love with you. You, This is a, you're amazing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Who do you think, is Britney your number one? Yeah, always. It's Britney and Mariah. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two. Those are two queens to the, yeah, yeah they, they can yeah. share that number one. God, they're both so amazing. Who are the pop stars of today that you are feeling like they could give us the longevity of a Britney, of a Mariah? I, I think like one of the first people that comes to mind is Ari, Ariana Grande, because like, I think that she's loved across the board with so many different types of people. Um, and like, she's just super talented. Like she's not, she is not a showman like Britney is right. Or a show woman or show person like Britney is in terms of the movement and the spectacle. Like she is, she's really good at like knowing what people want and also her voice, obviously. So it's a different strength, but like, it's a strength nonetheless, I think Miley has that longevity um, because we've seen her do a lot of different eras. Can, can I ask you about Miley? It's, I find Miley to be yeah. one of the most talented, talented pop stars. She, Her mm-hmm. voice is unbelievable. I love everything that she puts out into the world as far as her personal beliefs, how she lives her life, her social media the show she did at the beginning of the pandemic, all of the numbers she recorded in the backyard of her house. Like she's just, she's joy. She's so gorgeous. She's just like, I mean, legs for days, the the powerhouse voice, but there's something about the body of work as far as disjointed. It, it, 
it never quite clicks for me. Now, of course, we've got Party in the USA, which is a forever banger. I don't care what anyone says. Mm -hmm. And Malibu is also another one. But other than that, every time I try to get into her albums as a whole, except with the exception of, and I can't remember the name of the album. I'm, I'm sure you can remember it. Where was it? It was a, uh, what Malibu was on, that album. Uh, younger now? Yes. With the exception of that album, I, I, I can't get into it. What am I not hearing? Okay, so Miley is a part of like the Disney machine in a different way than Britney was, right? So I think that she, so what started with Hillary Duff, right? Who I'm also a huge fan of Hillary Duff, like love everything that she does. She's, she's in my top, like truly, even though she's not like as like normal of a pop star, right? She kind of does different things, but this Disney machine started with her, right? So like she has this massive success on her show and does a movie and like wants to do a pop career. And then like Hollywood records is like, oh, we can, we can cookie cutter this and do it with lots of people. So then, you know, mostly directed toward the women, they're all expected to like be these pop stars. Right. And so we have this like second, like team wave, uh, second, like pop team wave. Right. So it's like, it's a little bit different than what we had experienced where they were just like supposed to be pop stars. These are, these are, you know, talented young people who have to be actors and actresses and pop stars and, you know, all these other things. And it's like this machine. So Hillary does it. And then it's like Miley and Selena and Demi and everything. And I think that that machine kind of like messed with all of them in different ways. Right. So I think it was hard for some of them to like really find their sound because they were always having to prove their legitimacy as artists because they came out of this like formula of, of Disney stamp success. Right. And, and I think that until like very recently, like Miley didn't find the sound that she like felt most comfortable with. She's like rock and she's country and she's twangy. And, um, you know, that's not, that's not pop and that's not R and B and that's not, you know, when she did bangers and it was like very shocking and she was working with all these different producers she'd never worked with before. Um, like we can't stop and controversy and all of that stuff. I think she like had to do that to get on a different path and figure out what she wanted to do, whether you consider that problematic or not the way she approached it. But I, I think that she just needed time to figure out her sound. And so it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. And you know what? Already I'm taking back what I said because she had Wrecking Ball. I mean, she's had she's had like amazing hits. But it's hard to think about it all in, in one artist, right? Because she's, she's done so many different things in her short time on this earth. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tell me about your journey onto TikTok. How you found it, like what, when you watched, you were like, I'm going to do this. 
these are the kinds of videos I'm going to make. Okay, so first of all, I resisted it because I thought it was weird. It didn't really like make sense as a social media platform for me. And some of my, you know, when I worked at a university, um, some of my students were on it and I just didn't really get what they were doing and I didn't get the humor. And I, that's where, that's when I started feeling like detached. Right. And then the world shut down last year um, for a certain reason. You might have heard of it, um, coronavirus. And so, you know, she, <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. To, sure did. Um, sure did. So I was sitting in my apartment and my boyfriend and I were long distance. And so I was just like truly alone. <laughs> and I was just like sitting in my itty bitty square apartment and um, just thinking all of those like dark, scary thoughts that I don't have to think about whenever I can go do social things with my friends. And I was like, I need a distraction. You know, I wasn't taking care of myself fully. And I think this helped me to realize all of that. And I needed an outlet. And so I was like, I'm going to get back into therapy and I'm going to get on TikTok. Which, you know, they go hand in hand, right? It's like one side of the coin or the other. Wow. I mean, I, what a, whoa. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get on TikTok and I was like, I'll just do some dances and stuff. Because I love, much like Brittany, I, I love to dance. Movement's a big part of who I am. And anyway, I I, I was on it and from like last April. And, you know, nothing had ever, I didn't have like traction. Um, but I started making really cool friends on there and started finding more Britney people. And then I made this video and it kind of changed everything. And the video I made was based on a different um, user's thing that he does where he finds songs that kind of sound similar. Um, and there were, there was like a string of songs that he'd never covered or anything anymore, or like uh, or that he'd never like touched. And I was like, I think about how these songs sound the same. So I like, I posted about it and you want to know what the three songs were? It was, um, there you go by pink. Remember her like first single, like very first single. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. (laughs) And then it was uh, no scrubs. And then it was bills, bills, bills by destiny's child. They all have that. Yes. Yes. They all have that little thing. And it's because Candy Burris, um, you know, co-wrote and produced all of them, um, you know, with another producer. Yeah. So exactly. And so I like, I posted about that and I like tagged that guy who's, who had been doing those other videos. And I was like, Hey, you inspired this post because I thought I, you know, it's really cool. These are three songs that sound the same to me. So I like kind of like, you know, I wanted to give him credit. I didn't want to be like, I'm stealing your idea, but then people really resonated with that. And so, you know, it got like more views than I'd ever gotten in a video at that point in time. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe my like weird pop culture obsession, specifically with like late 90s, early 2000s pop music is uh, I can really like connect with people here. So I made a few more videos like that. But then I started doing these videos. Um, I have this thing that I call soft choreo. (laughs) And it's where, you know, the pop stars were expected to dance, whether they're dancers or not. And so I started rating soft choreo and, and it's like all in jest. It's all tongue in cheek. Like I love all of these artists that I'm like poking fun at, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, but I do, yeah, but I do think it's hilarious. So like Jessica Simpson in the irresistible music video, y- you know, she's, she didn't want to be Britney, but like they were kind of like forcing her to be Britney. So she had to dance. Right. And she's just not a dancer like Britney is. And so I, I like made this video and I was talking about this one dance scene in, in that music video. And I called it a sultry square dance because she like does this little kick thing. Yes, it's like yes. sexual. And anyway, so I started making all these soft choreo videos and then that's kind of like, transformed into like rating different like weird performances and more soft choreo and then I did an unsoft choreo for branding purposes I didn't want to say hard choreo um unsoft choreo about like Britney Spears and Janet and so yeah that's been my TikTok journey and so I got a little like traction this year I love that have have you ever done Mandy Moore for soft choreo I did she was in the first video that I did with uh, Jessica Simpson because there's this like very obscure performance I think she did in like Australia but it, do you know her song in my pocket yes okay so she like went out there and my like commentary was like she clearly went out here with no agenda but she's feeling herself like she was just kind of like 
doing these moves and like really getting into it. And it was the most hilarious thing in the world. I actually watched that performance of her over and over and over again. That's like part of my condition. I can't stop. When she did the podcast, she talked about how she, how much she hated dancing. She just absolutely yeah, hated that. it. Um, that's amazing. I love this. I love this. Now, if I'm being honest, I just put TikTok on my phone yesterday because okay. I knew that you were coming on and I wanted to get in there and watch. Something I really enjoyed seeing on your page was all of the arguments that Fifth Harmony had gotten into on stage. It's so hilarious. They're, they were just the most chaotic girl group in terms of just being openly chaotic, like right there on stage. And it's just like, those are things that I can watch over and over again. And I'm actually like trying not to cry laughing thinking about it. <laughs> How do you feel about the male pop stars right now? Let's talk about Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes. Let's just t- start with the two of them. How do you, how do you feel about them? I think they're boring. Oh, yeah, yeah, and 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 not because they're they're they like lack talent, and I don't. It's not even that I like dislike their music. Like there's music that I like from from all of them, uh, but it's just not as fun, you know. I think that like, and this might be testament to like women having to be more dynamic and having to like be able to do it all. I feel like men like kind of do the bare minimum and they're fine, mm-hmm. and so I just always find like pop stars who are women or like queer or trans to just like have such a cool different perspective and dynamic to offer. Yeah, no, I feel you. Even though I'm a total uh, boy crazy monster, even at <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> um, even in my late thirties and feeling that way still, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. John Mendez gives me a little bit of a, like a, like a heart flutter. Like, I just think he's, he's so tall. I know his muscles and he's just like, he's so, he's so sweet. And he's just like, so loving. Did you watch the, his doc? I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Okay. Listen, I will say this. The Ariana Grande doc I found to be terribly boring and I find her to be a really dynamic performer, even though she's not a dancer per se. Like I, I, I love her. I love Ariana Grande, but I found her doc to be like, it was like watching paint dry. But Sean Mendez, I just think he's just such a sweetie pie and he goes home to see his family and it's like, it's, I don't know. There was just something about it that I really, I really connected with that. He's like, and, and the thing is, is like, he seems like a genuinely nice person, but do I want to go have drinks with him? Like, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. What do you think about the free Britney movement and how has that evolved for you at all over this past year, almost two years now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think that like my conscious awareness of the conservatorship really formulated until like the movement started super gaining traction. So like I was, I wasn't like early, like the most early adopter of, or the earliest adopter of the movement, but I, um, I was, I was early enough. You know what I mean? There's so much mystery around her and I, I always like, want to just be careful and not because I don't believe that it's true. Um, but I don't want to like, you know, dox someone or anything like that at all. I just, I just wanted to like really gather my thoughts whenever this all started coming out and happening. Um, I already, I didn't agree with the conservatorship period Mm -hmm. from, you know, the, for the record documentary that, um, aired, you know, in 2008, I think it was, um, but I didn't understand, uh, I think the nature of what it actually did to her and I guess for her. And like, it's just really hard not to, buy in though when you like see those court documents and you hear what happens after the hearings and you learn about like how much she's worth and how much she should be worth and how much her Vegas residency made in revenue and then you like look at her net worth and you're like well what that doesn't add up you know what I mean there are just too many compelling pieces for me not to be fully bought in but I just want to make sure that I am always cautious because until Brittany can speak for herself, which we know she can't right now, um, we're never going to know the full story. And because you are on TikTok, 
what's what's yeah. going on in there? Because there are a lot of conspiracy theories and I mean, some are based in truth. Others seem to be a bit more far-fetched. I feel like it's a sub-genre of the free Britney movement in a way. What do you make of all of that? I would say that the vast majority of people are posting good, relevant things that are just helping people to understand what's going on, right? Like they're, they're getting a little bit deeper into some of like the public records and things that we all have access to, but like, you know, what, what normal person, um, and I'm not saying that it's abnormal to be like really invested in this, but like what average person is going to like read through all of the court documents of Britney Spears' conservatorship, right? So I would say like, maybe me, you know, on a Saturday night, I'm just feeling wild, uh, you know, undo, undo my shirt and read some court docs. Pour a little glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> sit back yeah yeah get some bubbly and re, you know study law <laughs> but so I would say the vast majority of people are like doing good helpful things just to help you know their their average friends like understand what's going on there's a small percentage of people who um you know are probably like a little overzealous with certain things not that it's bad to speculate because you know it is what it is but I, I would say that's like a very small percentage of people. Overall, I think it's pretty positive. Just to have some fun talking about that small percentage of where, like, I don't know, or I'm I'm now believing that if she walks back and forth seven times, that's SOS for help, and you know, and and like the the wearing yellow and then the color yellow, but it is crazy when it's like wear yellow if you need help and then she does wear yellow and I'm like, Oh God, now do I believe this? What's <laughs> happening? What do you, okay. what do you think? Okay. So those are the small percentage of people that I, that I think are like, okay, come on. Because it's like, okay, if you need help, like have blonde hair in your next video. I'm like, well, she's blonde. Right. But then, but then sometimes Jen, I'm with you because <laughs> I like, especially with after the documentary and people were talking about Project Rose and all like, why would they include that little soap rose in the tub? You know what I mean? With no explanation at the very end of the documentary. And she's been talking about this Project Rose that never, you know, never materialized. We don't know what it is. And then she like posts that video of her being like, wink, wink, you've been waiting for this big weekend, the Super Bowl. And I'm like, you know about this documentary, Brittany. Yes, I think- You need to tell us what's going on right now. I think it's helpful. I want everyone to know at home because not everyone follows all of this as closely as we do. But throughout, (laughs) (laughs) throughout the past- I mean, months, not even few months, maybe as far as six months. I, I don't know the timestamp on this. Brittany would tease on her social media saying that Project Rose would be coming out soon. And she would post pictures of herself with roses in her hair, pictures of, you know, a single rose. But for the most part, it was pictures of Brittany with roses in her hair. And then she would say Project Rose is coming. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the dock, she's holding a rose and she's, you know, in the bathtub and she's like, look at this rose. And then she starts playing with it with her fingers and it dissolves in the water. And she's like, it's just soap. It's soap. It's soap. Yeah. And then she says, fooled ya. And it's, you know, this moment where you're like, oh, God, she does know the secrets of the universe. <laughs> and, um, and on top of that, she, oh, all of the people who are interviewed are also s- sitting in front of a wall of roses. And so it's just yeah. who knows and who can tell us the truth? No one will never know. But it is so interesting how Brittany is the perfect, the perfect person. For this time in culture where conspiracy theories are having a moment, you know what I mean? They're like really in, in a lot of dangerous ways in politics and in sharing news. But then also it's kind of replaced Us Weekly. I feel like TikTok conspiracy theories has replaced all tabloid magazines. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. But, you know... (laughs) I think sometimes too, like we, 
especially when there's this like long drawn out court case and this has been going on for years and years sometimes people just want it to be a little spicier than it is um like you know for me i think it's spicy enough because this is someone's livelihood right um and just to be clear like i'm totally a free like totally into free britney 1000% even with the conspiracy theories that that come along with it Absolutely. but i think sometimes people want it to be a little spicier in 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 a different way yeah the one thing i would like to perhaps I don't know, apologize for, or I, I, I don't fully regret it, but I went to the uh, zone experience and there's a, a lot of Britney fans who say, if you're a real Britney fan, you wouldn't go there because the whole idea is that Britney has, has refused to perform any longer as long as her father is in charge of her conservatorship. Because she's basically saying, I will not be your puppet. I um, won't just, you know, dance and sing to fill your pockets with money. And yeah. so so the people who are saying real fans wouldn't go to the zone are basically saying because you are supporting Jamie Spears' livelihood by doing that. I, when I put all that together, I was like, was that dirty of me to go? Like, I don't know. Does that not feel so great? But then Brittany is promoting it on her socials. Again, I understand. Then there is a portion of fans who are saying she's being forced to do this. Mm -hmm. And then she also had this uh, Broadway musical that was supposed to come out in April. Previews were just about to begin. And, you know, it's does Brittany, is, is Brittany okay with that? You know, and she went to, some of the rehearsals, she saw the show, you know, we hear that she is in support of that. And I wonder, you know, when she, her most recent video uh, talking about the conservatorship, well, when she's saying the weekend, what you were all waiting for the Super Bowl. And she was like, it's really hard because I like this team, but I also wanted this team to win. And so it was really hard. My takeaway was being in a family is hard. It's challenging. Like, and family dynamics, being in a family with your family of origin is complicated no matter what. Then you add into it that your family is super involved in every decision you're making in your life. I mean, it's 100% dysfunctional. Just like you were saying, I am 100% free Britney and also her father should not have anything to do with her conservatorship if she must be in one for whatever reason is in that sealed file that we can't get our eyes on. So I'm like, is she okay with having some sort of revenue stream? All she's saying, though, is that I'm not going to perform. But also she has a family to support, her children, all of these things. So I just, I don't know. I'd like, I regret it, but I also don't regret it. And I'm trying to take cues from Brittany. I'm all over the place on that one. Where do you stand? Yeah. Okay. So 100% hear you. I, I think like it's done. It's done. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I think like all of us have learned more in the past year about her situation and not everyone was as privy to all of that knowledge. I'm not saying that's an excuse, yes or no, but right now, you know, you probably wouldn't go to the zone if it were a thing, you know, COVID aside and all that kind of stuff. Now you wouldn't. So like, that's what matters to me. You know, we should just all move on. Now, I, I think the, the bigger conversation, like you're saying, is like, how does she get revenue for her own livelihood and, you know, I don't, I, we just don't know because I don't know how much like she's actually worth. I don't know um, anything about that, like sort of financial situation, because I would be called um, bad by some people in the free Britney movement because I stream her music. There's like a divide in the, in that, in the movement, you know, and I don't know what percentage is, is for or against. Um, but I also know some people who are like Britney collectors, right. And they release like this cute little limited edition Funko pop thing. And, you know, she's dressed in a red cat suit and you're like, I have to have that. Right. Like if, if they stop <laughs> making that, 
how am I going to get my hands on this? I need this on my desk so that I can have some serotonin to get through the day. And, you know, I feel like people are really conflicted because they're like, I just want to look at this cute little anime looking Britney Spears in a cat suit. Um, but they don't want to support the brand. I think that's really difficult. And I think it's a fine line. I don't think there's fully a right answer, to be honest with you. Wow. What a community we're a part of, huh? The Britney family, we've got we've got a lot going on. We're just as complicated and dysfunctional as any family out there. Exactly. And we're not a monolith either. Not everybody's going to agree fully. What we want is we want her to be free. Some of the details we don't have worked out. That's right. Did you see her in Vegas? I did. That's the only time I've ever gotten to see her. Oh, my gosh. Uh, At what point in the residency did you see her? This is an important question. Yeah. It was one of the last four shows. Oh my God, no. You potentially saw Britney Spears perform for one of the last times ever. We don't know. I know. And that thought kind of haunts me. It kind of makes me want to like hack up a hairball because like, like, (laughs) you know, I want her. I want to see her again. But I also, you know, obviously like don't want her to do anything she doesn't want to do. But yeah, it's wild. Oh God, what I wouldn't give to go back in time, to be in Vegas at a Britney Spears show. I mean, gosh, that just seems so long ago. Oh, man. It kind of was. Yeah. That was in, I think, 2017. Yeah. Okay. Favorite Britney song? Okay. If we're not talking about, like, big singles, like, just one that is kind of like a deep cut that really hits me. Um, she has this bonus track. I always feel like her bonus tracks are so good on on her albums and they never get the light of day. You know what I mean? They never get what they deserve. Um, she has this one on, on the Femme Fatale record, actually. It called uh, He About to Lose Me. And she actually performed it at the, um, you know, I'm on the tour. And I feel like she, I feel like she really likes that song. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. That one, that one just gets me. I just like envision myself at the club and I'm like being unappreciated, even though my boyfriend totally appreciates me, but I just like want to live the fantasy. And I'm like wearing something really sparkly and I'm just like feeling, you know, like I'm not appreciated at home. And so then I'm like enticed by, <laughs> by someone else's bar. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Do you prefer Britney's high kick or her head roll? Okay, so obviously because I, I listen, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And high kick, and, and I think that's changed for me. Um, and it's because a couple of different reasons. Um, you know, I have this like a little bit of like an obsessive nature of watching things over and over again, as I've alluded to a couple of times in the Drive Me Crazy video, whenever they're having like in the bridge or having like a little dance break. And then she just like comes in and she like does a high kick and her leg like shoots to the ceiling. Like it's, it's like five feet behind her. I'm like, first of all, how are you so flexible? Because I can hear everything pop whenever I move. And then whenever she was like doing all of the circus promotion, um, circus tour, and she was performing Womanizer and circus, she does a high kick too in the live performances where she's wearing like the top hat, like on, on Good Morning America, when she performed Womanizer and circus, she like still had the high kick. She did it. You have to Ooh, go back and watch Yeah, it. I need to go back and watch that because that is not ringing a bell. That's not like in my heart and soul and burned in my brain the way it should be. So I'm going to go and look at that for sure. Okay. Yes. Do you prefer Toxic or Baby One More Time, including the video? I'm going to say Baby. Not because Toxic isn't incredible, but it, Toxic is like her... I like joke and say it's for straight people. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before and I love it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is is toxic for straight people? Is this, is this a thing? Maybe. And and maybe that's just my personal opinion. It's not because I dislike it because, you know, there, there's a few Britney songs that I don't like. And I, you know, I'll admit that I'm not one of those people. I'm realistic, but baby just like, like when you hear that, I'm, I'm like instantly in the splits, even though I'm not flexible. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm a teenage gymnast when I hear that immediately. Give, give me a song of Britney's that you don't like. 
okay, I feel like I have to, I feel like I have to whisper this. Like, I feel like I'm giving this to you in like a sealed envelope. Um, lucky. Listen, a lot of people, it's not for them. I, I actually, people, love it. Pe- people do love it. And I actually didn't realize how much people love it until I started doing this podcast and asking people and a lot of them saying yes. that Lucky is their favorite song. I now have a new appreciation for Lucky, but it still seems, uh, oh, but you know what? You know what I would like? Imagine Britney on a stage okay. yeah, and it's just Britney. <laughs> And one guy or gal sitting next to her with a guitar. And we do a stripped version where it's almost like country lucky. Oh, okay. So I actually fantasize about this all the time. I'm not joking. I think about an acoustic Britney set once per week. Um, Me so too. If it were that, I would take it. That, mm-hmm. that would be, I think because that song, it's, you know, very much a story I mean, we get a full arc. I think that that could be a great country song. Yeah, what, absolutely. Are there any country little, like, teeny boppers right now? Like, any any newbies? Because I think that they should they should cover Lucky. I'm, I'm sure there are, but I'm recalling any okay. right now. But I think, like, like a... Like a I have fully like freaked Jesse out. He's like... <laughs> Okay. I'm from Arkansas. No, I'm from Arkansas. I, I know country music, but I, but like I, I could see like a Kelsey Ballerini doing that or something. You know what I mean? If you if you're familiar with her, Jesse, is there anything that you think I should know as a listener of this podcast where you're like Jen? I just can't anymore hear you say this thing because you also know a lot about the stats and the facts, or or and or. Is there anything that's going on on TikTok that you're like, Jen, you really need to know about this and we need to, like right now we're a bridge, Jesse. We're coming together for the free <laughs> Britney movement as as a fan in 30s, as a fan in 20s. Like we're coming, we're coming together. What can I do? Okay. Um, I'm actually not great with uh, TikTok trends. I uh, just kind of like post my chaos. So I don't know if there's like a particular trend that I want you to see, but I would say there's, there's people who are, I think, finding a new appreciation for Britney's music that are really fun to watch. And like, I'm slave for you got like a little bit of a resurgence because someone did some different choreography to it. And that kind of just like happens in, in, in waves, right? With like Britney's music, there's always something that comes back. Like I know that Criminal was really big on TikTok for a while and then Slave again. And so like seeing some of the like new choreography that people do and like funny things that people do with Britney's music, I think you would really enjoy. And once you start watching a few videos, you'll be able to find the people, you'll find the vibes. Okay. I'll find, Um, I'll find our people. They're out there, huh? Yeah, and you have to follow Lance Bass on um, TikTok as well, too. That's that's a requirement. What's he doing on there? He's just being really cute, and people love him because he's unproblematic and nice, and you you know what I mean? And he's been on the show, and you just got to follow him. Okay, I, can, I, can I ask you one quick question before we go? Yes. Okay. So I know that you and Heather have, like, kind of talked about this, but I'm sure that this has evolved now. If you were like going to send a quick note to Brittany right now, knowing what you know and kind of like how things have evolved over the past year, what would you want to say? Oh, hmm. wow. And she would respond. Would I get a response? Yeah. So it's like a question. Get a response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even just a statement that would elicit a response. How about that? Well, I, if I could ask her a question, it would be, do you want help? Yeah. Or like a, are you safe? Like, I, I, you know, I just got down to like, I'm like, if I had one question I could ask her. And then I, I guess I would just say like, I love you. You're, do ev- you're doing everything right. Oh, I like that. That's, that was very, that was very, um, it was like such a a nurturing energy that you just gave it there. You're doing everything right. Like that's something that you want to hear from a parent or an authority figure in your life. 
I like that. You're doing everything right. Yeah. Because that's all we ever, you know, want to hear is that, especially during chaotic times, you're doing everything right. Just because you just need to keep going. Yeah. I believe she will get out of this. I do too. Full belief. I, I, I have said this for a very long time. I believe that a lot of this is connected to her children and agree. And I believe, and I believe that once they are both 18, that something will, there will be a big shift if there isn't a shift before then. Yeah. And that picture she posted of them, they're so big. They're so big. They're so big. It's wild. She is a mom of those two children. And also that looking at how large they are, that's how long she's been in this conservatorship. Yeah. That part hurts. They've most of their life, they've known her to be in this situation. She's a great mom. You can just feel how much she loves them. Yeah. She just wants to have a million babies and have a nice life and get to do like what she loves probably like on the side, secondary to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would you ask Brittany or what would you say to her? I think aside from like the very bare bones, like, are you safe? Are you okay? Questions, you know, those are very important. Um, I think I would ask her like, aside from the conservatorship, like, what do you want for the rest of your life? What do you want? What do you want for your next steps to be? I, just like as a person, you know, whether that's performing or not, like what, what are you, what do you actually want for yourself if you have your freedom? Yeah. I, I don't know what she would say. Maybe she doesn't know. If, she might if you haven't had the opportunity for a lot of choice for a very long time, yeah. I, I want. I just wonder. Who knows? We will find out, yeah. though. I believe we will. Jesse, this has been wonderful. I'm giddy. I'm like giggling over here to myself. It has been wonderful. A delight. Well, <laughs> I'm just so glad that now I have someone who's got who's got the stats. I I got the stats. I can tell you so much more about the Billboard shots. You just let me know. Okay. I, well, okay. Okay. What, what, any fun, one last thing. Like if you're like, oh God, I've been so into this and uh, like these stats, like, you know, Christina compared to Britney. Sure. I mean, well, one, uh, Christina had more success with her singles than Britney did. She had three number one hits from her first album. Britney only had one. So Christina, so Jeannie in a Bottle and What a Girl Wants and uh, Come On Over all hit number one. I turned to you, the ballad peaked at number three. Wow. Whereas sometimes was like in the 20s, uh, maybe one more time was one and uh, Drive Me Crazy only peaked at number 10. Wow. Mm -hmm. And Matchbox 20's first album is Diamond. (laughs) It's sold over 10 million copies in the US. That's another random one that always is like (laughs) in my head. (laughs) Oh, we will be playing a song off of that album as we play off this episode. Jesse, this has just been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next week, I speak with Whitney Cummings. The comedian and I discuss complex family dynamics, addiction, and so much more. We Need to Talk About Britney is an Erios podcast. It is produced by Maria Blasucci. Thank you to Jesse for introducing me ever so gently to TikTok. And if you need to talk about Britney, the We Need to Talk About Britney hotline is open. Just call 814-277-3277. Our phone lines are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because sometimes... You just need to talk about Britney. Thanks, guys.
Erios. Powered by ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.